Okay, good morning, everybody. Great to see you. Um, uh, no, seriously, it's nice to be away, but it's really nice to be back giving this year. Um, thank you, Gary, as always, for, uh, for, for you know, uh, taking care of us while I'm away. And uh, we are, if you remember, uh, covering the Gemara still, really, since the beginning, really, end of Gid Gimel Beis. Um, I left Gary an extra half an hour to, to, to finish off last time. Um, is discussing this question of, well, maybe, maybe Beis Shammai people really do follow Beis Shammai. Right? Maybe they really do, at times, um, you know, do what they, uh, what they believe in, even though the halacha, Beis Shammai versus Beis Hill, halacha against Beis Hill, maybe there are scenarios where Beis, the, the Shamanics actually do what they do. And they're continuing to look for proofs that that's true. As we go along, we're going to see other things come up as we're trying to, to prove this. Um, what's very interesting, we're going to see as we move along, there's some uh, crossover, if anyone here is learning Dafyomi, learning Erevin, so there's some crossovers in the conversation that took place in Mizrach's Erevin uh, a few days back, um, for those of us who are behind right away, maybe not so many days back, um, with, uh, with what's going on here also, there's also conversations about Shammai and Hillel, deciding if a person wants to be machmir on themselves and follow both, etc. We're going to see that in a second. But anyways, we are... One two, on the test of Oman Aleph, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven lines from the top. That's exactly where you left off last time. And we'll get going uh, from there. The Gemara says, Tashma, Tashma, always, if the Gemara you know, has a concern that is trying to prove, we're trying to show, it'll say Tashma over and over again. Let's come listen, let's try to find an answer. And then the Gemara will give a, an attack why it's not true. Okay, Tashma, let's try again and try to see if we can uh, find an answer. If you're into it, there's a band whose name is Tashma also. If you're into that stuff. Okay. Um, says Gemara, Tashma. Damer Bitarfon. Again, Tashma, come listen. I'm going to show you that there are Shamanics, people who, who, who are Tamidim of Beishamai, who uh, follow, follow the Psak of Beishamai, even, even though, again, So Tashma, Damer Bitarfon. Ta'avni Masai Tavod Saras Habas Liyadi Ve'esa'ena. Very strange thing to say. Bitarfon said as follows, or apparently he said, I have a desire, I'm longing for the time for when it will be that the tzara of my daughter will come to my hands and I will marry her. Meaning that his daughter was married to his brother. His brother was also married to another woman. And he was ta'ev, he was hoping for, desiring that his brother would die and that he wouldn't, he's not going to be able to marry his daughter, right? Because she's, she's his daughter. She's an erva. But he's desiring to marry the tzara, the tzara of his daughter, when his brother will pass away. Maybe his brother was much older than him, I don't know. But he was desiring such a thing. So what do you see? He, again, Shammai holds the opinion that, tzaras, that the tzara's erva is per- permitted in Yibam. So you see, if Rabbi Tarfum was looking forward to such a day, if he didn't follow Be Shammai, right, you couldn't be looking forward to such a thing. Because that's something only Shammai would allow, Hillel would forbid that. So, oh, so you see there, Bitarfon must be that he held like Beishamai. So it says, Gemara, Ema va'asi'ena. No, not Esa'ena. Not that I will marry her, but I will marry her off. Right? I'll be the Messiah condition. I'll make sure that she gets married to somebody else. And he didn't mean that he's going to marry her. That doesn't make any sense. He just meant to say that he would make sure she gets married. So in which case, no proof of anything. Um, also, very strange thing to say, even stranger, looking forward to his brother to die so that he can then marry, send his wife to marry somebody else. But okay. Uh, but says Gemara, what do you mean? It says he's really desiring it. It sounds like something that he would want for himself. 
So says Gemara, no, and, and also Ta'avni, meaning it's something that, it's something like unique, something special that he's going to be able to do. Um, right, if you look at Rashi, like four lines down or five lines down in the skinny lines, Ta'avni Ka'amar, actually go back. Va'esa'ena ayabemosa kadivir beishamai. Va'esa'ena means I, I will I will marry her. Va'asi'ena lashuk. You have to know grammar, right? Va'asi'ena I will make her get married to somebody else. Lashuk kadivir beisil. No, it means he'll help her get married to somebody else. And then it says Rashi v'had da avin kamer. But it says I, I, it says that he desired it. Vim kibes hilal machidish kuli alma hachinago. What what special thing he's looking forward to? That's normal. If if the person would die, then the tsara could marry somebody else. That's not a that's not a chiddush at all. So what are you coming to teach me? So to go, to go back in the Gemara, says the Gemara, No, so he was trying to show that he doesn't hold like Yochanan Minuri, who would have said what? Yochanan Minuri would have said that this woman, that Saras Erva, should do a Chalitza anyways, right? To be Machmir, right? Um, and he's trying to say, no, 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 no. She doesn't have, she's, she's free to go, just straight up, like Beis Hillel. Not this compromise opinion, which by this compromise would have caused great distress. For these women, right? That was how we passed in that they were going to have every woman who was a tzar reserva would have to do a chalitza. They'd all be asur to, to asur to kohanim. So uh, he's saying, maybe he's saying to Avni, I, I want to show that I don't hold your yochum nuri, and I think that we just passed in straight up like Beis Hillel, and that if this woman, this if my brother would pass away, I want to show the world, right, that his that the tzaras erva, his, his the co-wife to my daughter, can marry anybody without needing a chalitza. Fine. So in which case, no proof. Not, not it helpful for us, and we'll go on to the next, next try. Okay, says, uh, says the next, next line of the Gemara. Tashma, so let's try again. This is a great way to confuse you, but don't be confused. I'll explain it. Right, what happened? The daughter of Rebbe Gamliel was married to a man named Abba. Not someone's father. A man whose name was Abba, who was... His brother, Rabbi Gamliel's, Rabbi Gamliel's brother, right? So, uh, Rabbi Gamliel's daughter was married to his brother, and his brother's name happened to be Abba. Umes lobanim, and he died without any children. Viyabim, Rabbi Gamliel es sarasa, and Rabbi Gamliel did yibum with the tzara. Again, what do you see? He's following Beishamai, right? He's doing what Beishamai said. Tzaras be, tzaras erva is permissible in yibum. That's Beishamai, not Beishalel. So, so, so what do you, so great, so you see he's following Beishamai, so I says, whoa, 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 what are you talking about, this, 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 this is not what you think it is, why not, says Gemara, Vitispera, you really think, Rabbi Gamaliel, Mitamide Beishamai, who, Rabbi Gamaliel was one of the students of Beishamai, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a joke, the Gemara says, like, that's impossible, look at Rashi, Mitamide Beishamai, who, Bitmia, right, this is a, or Bitmia, it's a, it's a, it's a question. Like, it's a, crazy? Of course not. Why? He's Rebbe Gamliel was one of the grandchildren of Hillel. So th- this is the worst example of a person that you're trying to show. Oh, see, he follows Beishamai. That's impossible. He was one of the grandchildren of Hillel. So you want to prove me some person is following Beishamai? Show me someone who has who's a student of Shammai or certainly isn't a strong relation to Hillel. Rebbe Gamliel for sure is not following Hillel, which means. We have this, something different about this case that we didn't realize. There's something about this case which is uh, allowing him to marry the Tsaras Erva. So, w- what's going on here? So, we're going to have to explain what it is. So, Ella, Shani Bida Gamliel, the island is he, Havai. So, what it must be the case? It must be that the daughter of Rabbi Gamliel wasn't islandist. Right? We've talked about islandist a lot of times. A woman who doesn't develop 
uh, doesn't develop during puberty, never shows signs of becoming an adult woman, and therefore doesn't, isn't able to have children. Um, if, if that's the case, we had mentioned in the Mishnah that if a woman is an islandess, so what happens? Her erva can actually marry. If she, let's say, again, our case, Rambamilo's daughter is married to his brother, right? And then Rambamilo's brother has another wife also. So what happens? Even though the other wife, whatever her name is, is, should be a surah to Rebbe Gamliel because of Tzara's erva. If Nimsei's alonis, if, the, if the, the erva herself turns out to be somebody who is, uh, right, we said if she would get divorced, we're going to talk about that in a second, right, or she would become an alonis, so then all bets are off and the Tzara can marry uh, Rebbe Gamliel. Why is that? Because if she became an alonis, we're going to have to explain a little bit more as we move along, but the simple shot is if she became an alonis, it turns out the marriage was uh, null and void. They were never really married. And no person, we assume, marries somebody knowing that she's an alienist. If he knew she you weren't going to ever be able to have children, etc., never would have married her. The whole thing becomes a nechach taos. And the whole thing, the mafreya, turns out it was uh, retroactively, it was not really a marriage. In which case, they're not really, she's not really her tzara. She's not really her tzara, then he's allowed to marry her. I mean, it's not some, some exception to the rule of tzara's erva. It's that because she's an alienist, they never, she never was really her tzara. They were never really both married. Because the alanist, this one who was an alanist, was never really married to her husband in the first place. Okay, so if that's the case, so the fact, so again, what's the Chiddush now is a good question. But meaning at this point, oh, I'll tell you why he married his uh, Tsaras Erva, because she wasn't really Tsaras Erva. That's the answer. And he's a student of Beis Hillel. No, no Chiddush when it comes to Beis Fine. However, the Gemara is not finished with the case. It says the Gemara, Ha'am Gatani Seifa, Acherim Omrin, Bido Sherem Gamliel, Alanis Haisa. So apparently, in the, the, the uh, continuation of this b'risa, the, there was Tanakama and there was the Acherim. We're going to see this three answers now, according to these two sides here. But that there, there's two parts to this. So one was the Tanakama who quoted this story, right? And the Seifa says, no, 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 his daughter was an islandess. The Acherim say. So what does that mean? The implication is that in, 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 in the Tanakama's opinion, his daughter was not an analyst. Okay, obviously, these types of questions we say it's a machlokas and mitzias. Whichever case, whatever it was, it was. What's up with the machlokas? We're going to see. But, but the, the bottom line is, if that's true, then that can't, it can't be that simple an answer. It can't just be, oh, she was an analyst finished, end of story. There must be something more going on in this story here. So the Gemara is going to give, uh, give uh, three possible answers to what's happening in this case. So it says Gemara as follows. So what's happening? Hikirba. So I'll tell you what the machlokas uh, between the Tanakama and the, and the, and the Acherim is. Right? The Tanakama who said, didn't mention anything about her being an this, and the, nevertheless said he could do, he could do uh, Yibum with her, with the Tzara, or the Seif, or the, the Acherim who say, she, is an island, she was an analyst, and that's why he couldn't do, uh, couldn't, that's why he was allowed to do Yibum with the, with the Tzara. So what's Hikirbah below Hikirbah? So Hikirbah literally means he recognized her. But what does that mean? It means that he knew, he, he knows that she's an alanist. So what's the case? So remember, we always, we always know that being an alanist removes the status of Erva, as you mentioned before, right? When she turns out that she's an alanist, so she's not, she's not, she's not really, meaning she's not a, it's not Tzara's Erva anymore because this woman wasn't really married to the original husband. Fine. But the question is, when did he find out that she was an alanist? So the Tanakhama says, um, the explanation I'm going to give you now is actually a little bit contradictory to what I think the art scroll says in the note. But I think, that I, I, I hesitate to say this, the way the art scroll explained it didn't make any sense to me. 
Um, and I looked it over a lot, a lot of times. And I think what I'm saying is correct. If it turns out I'm wrong, you guys can, you can correct me. But I think this is correct, the correct shot here. Um, or maybe the way I, maybe I just misread the article. But I, I think this is the right, the right shot. So, so the question is, what did he find out that she's an islandist? So Tanakama says that if the husband only finds out after the marriage, right? So he marries her, thinks she's uh, like everybody else. And then nimseis islandist, that's the language that Gemara uses, the mission uses, right? She turns out she's an islandist. So what happens? So again, like we said, the whole thing's in Mechachtos. Nothing to talk about. They're not really married. And the Tzara can do Yibam. Um, because again, they were, they were never married. However, the Acherim say, even if the husband knew all along, she was an islandist. And the, actually, there's a diak in, the, in the, the language of the, of the story here. What did it say? Pito shal islandist have I. Right? It doesn't say nimseis islandist. It turned out she was an islandist. No, they knew all the time she was an islandist. Right? That's, that's the, so what, what are the Acherim saying? The Acherim are saying a Chiddush. That even if the husband knew the whole time she was an islandist, and, even when they get, and he knew even before they got married, nevertheless, the tsara is muteris to do evil. In that case, since, again, being an islandist, meaning we always said that the answer was because it turned out she was an islandist, what happens? Mechachtos, the whole thing was a mistake. Nothing to talk about. Uh, they were never co- she was never the co-wife in the first place. That's why she can do, that's why, that's why the tsara can do evil. The chiddush of the chiddush is, no, 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 she was an islandist. Not she became an islandist. But that she wasn't honest the whole time with the Chayim were saying, and that in that scenario, even in that case, she's a, the Tsaris Erva is allowed to do Yibam. So, be, again, it could be a diak in, in the Mishnah, saying that the Mishnah is somehow saying this Chiddush, that whenever a, any woman who is an Alanist, um, there's some type of change, different to her status that makes the uh, Erva permissible to do Yibam. But that's, that's one way to read this. This Machlokas, Tanakaman Chayim, depends on Hikirba below Hikirba. Did he already know about her? Um, and then first find out, or no, he had, uh, he had known, known about her the whole time. And that's the machlokas in Tanakam and the Okay, Ibai Seima. Or, if you want, I can tell you a different answer. Kanas ulvasof girish ik Okay? Now, what's going on here? That Alan, the answer of Alanis is the answer at the end. But really, Tanakam and the had a separate machlokas. And what's that machlokas? Look at Rashi. Uh, Rashi says, it's like six lines up on the page from where we are in Gemara. Rashi says the last word in the line is Laman Tafkuf, Latanakama. Latanakama, Aideisha Girish Achib Esbito, Kodem. We've seen this case before also. Uh, the fact that the brother divorced the daughter, Kodem Misa, before he died. Meaning, What's the Machalotanakam Forget the Alanis question. The question just was, Rigomlil's daughter was married to his brother, and then he married another woman. Okay? And the Machalotas, Tanakam Lacherim, is what happens if, if the brother had divorced the daughter before he died? Do we say the fact that they had ever been married to this man at the same time makes them Tsaros? Tsaros? In which case, Rigomlil now cannot marry that Tsaros Erva because she had at one time been married been a co-wife to his daughter, right? Which is the, the Tanakama, right? Uh, sorry. Um, no, so the Tanakama is going to say, go back to Rashi, right? So the Tanakama says, look, I don't care that at some point they had been married, they had been co-wives. The fact that the brother had divorced, one, divorced the daughter 
before he died. So what happens in the moment when he passes away? What happens? How many wives does he have? One. Is she an erva to Rebbe No. So Rebbe Gamil can do, can do uh, Yibam with her. However, L'acherim, we go back to Rashi, V'la'acherim, Ho'o V'kana, Tzitzanachris, Kodam Gerishin, De Erva Asura. The Acherim say no. The Acherim say no. What happened? The, uh, so, so again, so according to Tanakama, why was Rebbe Gamil allowed to marry this girl, this, this woman who had been the Tzara to his daughter? The answer is because the brother, because the brother had divorced his daughter right, already before he died. However, the Tanakhama is going to say no. The Tanakhama would say no. The fact that they had ever been married, uh, both been married to him at the same time, the fact that they were tzaras at any time in their lives, means that even whenever he passes away, even if this daughter had been divorced from him already, it doesn't matter. The tzara is forbidden to Rebun Gomliel. Uh, okay, if that's true, then how did Rebun Gomliel marry her? The answer is, oh, it must be the daughter was an islandess. Right? That's why the Chayim go go to the question of why did they show up with this answer in the Sefer? Oh, and Gamliel's daughter was an islandist. The answer is because they, they, they disagreed on this point, the Tanakhama and the Acherim, so according to Tanakhama, they don't need the answer of islandist. They can just say, Kanos was so Right? No, the answer is because they had gotten divorced. The, the man had divorced the Gamliel's daughter before there was ever time to do Yibam, before he had died. So for him, he doesn't need the answer of islandist. But for the Acherim, who think that even in that case, the two of them, uh, the man cannot do uh, Yibam with the Tzara because he had, this Tzara had ever at some point been a co-wife of uh, the man's daughter. So for them, you have to say, oh, must be she was an Alanis. And that's the reason why Rabbi was allowed to do uh, Yibam with the Tzara. That's answer number two. And the third answer says the Gemara, Yesh Tanai Babiya Okay, a third concept. Yesh Tanai Babiya, so you're learning three, uh, three Shas concepts and three lines in the Gemara. So the third answer is, no, yesh t'nai b'biya yikim, yesh t'nai b'biya, meaning, meaning there is a, the possibility of making a t'nai, making a, uh, making a, uh, uh, give me an English word, stipulation. Sorry, took me to tell you that. Okay, making a stipulation when it comes to biya. What, what, what does that mean? So take a look at Rashi. Rashi explains, yesh t'nai b'biya, Hakonis Isha. Can you imagine people who learned Gemara ever before there was Rashi? Rashi was around, wasn't around for 700 years, you know, after the Gemara was written. Yesh Tanai Babiya, says Rashi. Hakonis Isha al Tanai. Per man marries a woman with a stipulation, with a Tanai. She'ein alea mumin. Onidar. So he says, Hariat Mikudeshesli, but the Basu Kedas Moshe of Israel, al Tanai, on condition that you don't have a mum. You don't have some uh, blemish on your body that would be very upsetting to me. And if it turns out that she does, then the then the then the uh, kedushin is uh, you know uh, the kedushin is null and void. I don't recommend uh, being makadosh women this way today, um, or nedarim, right? Or you don't have some neder that I didn't know about. You made a neder that uh, you have to spend every Shabbos at your parents' house for the next ten years. I don't know whatever the the, the neder was. That'd be a bad one, right? So if he right, Al-Tanai, I'm getting married to you. Al-Tanai, you don't have some neder. You know you're gonna hold, hang over my head. And what happens? Vinimsa sheyeshalel, and turns out she did have it. Okay, so you'd say, Kedushin is null and void. They're not married, right? Well, the Tanakama, Mahani, Tanai, Vavimechach Tavs, right? So, according to Tanakama, that Tanai is good, right? And what happens? It's the whole thing's not, the, the marriage is a, is a nothing. The, the, the marriage is null and void, okay? Meaning, so Leo's brother, when he married the, the daughter, that was, uh, there was a Tanai there, and it turned, he made a, Kiddushin al-Tanai, and it turns out there was, the Tanai did in fact happen, 
She did it from she did it from Nadir, and therefore the whole thing was a null and void, and therefore they weren't they're not married. Right? Uh, so it turns out the marriage was nothing. Just like we wanted to have another example of of the marriage. If the marriage is, it was a nothing, never happened. So can Rabbi Gamliel do yibum with the tzara? Of course he can. She's not really a tzara. She the two of these women, the first woman, the, the daughter was never really married to him. Vacherim savrei the ain tnai moel bebia the kevin the boil achule achar. The chayim say, wait a second. I understand you made it tonight, and you said if you're gonna if I made me kaddish you amanas that you don't have some type of mum or a, or a neder, fine. And then you get married. Oh, you find out right after the wedding. Just, you know, before you ever went home, you found out she had this tonight. Wow, okay, we wasted a lot of money. We're not married. Fine. Wait a second, though, says Al-Khayim. What happens if you go home, the husband and wife are together physically, they have a, they have a sexual relationship, right? And then he says, oh, you know what? It turns out you have this, this net there, you have this mum, all things are, the whole bets are off, we're not married. Say that Al-Khayim, once the husband and wife have lived together as husband and wife, They've had, they've had a, a physical relationship with each other, then already we assume that the man was mochel on the time. He doesn't care. He must be, he was okay with it. And, uh, and that's the reason he was willing to, uh, to have Tashmish with her. Why? I mean, it's a very important language in Be'amadir. This comes up all the time throughout Nashim, that a man does not want his, the act of Tashmish that, he went, that, went, that took place in him and another woman to be a bias nos. We assume he's a kashra person, a person who's a firm person. Never wants to be to, to be to say that their physical relationship with some woman was a, a case of 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 of, znos, of, of a, you know out of wedlock relationship. So if if we if we we assume that a firm person who goes ahead and has tashmish with his wife, it must be he wanted to do so as husband and wife. And remember, that's one of the ways to 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 to, to, to make. The, the actual halacha is we don't do this today. In the Gemara itself, in times the Gemara said we don't do this. Um, is that you can be Makadash a woman, Bekesef Shtar and Bia. You can actually be Makadash a woman through Bia, through Tashmish. We don't do that. And the Gemara itself says you shouldn't do that. But it is a way to do so. But the point is that a person who goes through with a physical act, we assume a from person doesn't want that to be, uh, you know, in, in, in an act that's done out of wedlock. So the point being, what does that mean? So it must mean that he really did want to marry her and he was mochal on the tonight and he didn't care anymore. That's what the Chayim said. If that's, again, and that was the situation here. That was the case of Rabbi Gomliel's daughter and his brother. So if that's true, say that Cherem, they really are. So according to Tanakhama, there was a Tanai. And that's why they're not married. And that's when the guy passed away, Rabbi Gomliel can marry the, the Tzara. But according to the Cherem, they say, what are you talking about? They live together as husband and wife. If they live together as husband and wife, I don't care that it's tonight. The tonight is bottle of It doesn't make any difference anymore because this guy would never his brother. He would never want his relationship with this woman to be a, a bilas nos. It must be he was a mochal on the tonight. He doesn't care, and they're really married. Okay, but if they're really married, how did Rambamil go ahead and marry the tsara when the brother passed away? Answer is okay. It must be she was an islandess. It must be that the daughter was an Alice, and that's the reason why she was allowed to, uh, he was allowed to do Yibam. So that was a very, very long way of saying, yes, Rabbi Gamliel did, did Yibam with his Tzara's erva, with the co-wife of his daughter, but it has nothing to do with Shita's Beishamai, and it doesn't, we don't, we haven't proven anything about uh, the fact that Asu, right, like the language we use over and over again, that, they, that Shamaniks do like Shamai. We don't, we don't have any proof for that from this case. Okay. 
Um, however, we're not done. Says the Gemara further. Just a couple more minutes. Mesiv of Misharshia, Mesiv of Yakiva, Shalikit, Etrog, Be'echa, Veshab. This is the Gemara that's quoted in the Gemara in Erefin, Tavzayim. So, Rav Misharshia says as follows. Mesiv of Yakiva, the story of Rav Yakiva, Shalikit, Etrog, Be'echa, Veshvat. That he, that he uh, picked an Etrog off a tree on the first day of Shvat. Vinoid bo beiz asurin. Echad, um, echad kedibi beshame beechad dibi beshilel shmamina asu. To make a long story short, there's a machlokas, right, between Beshil and Beshamah, whether the first day of Shvat or the 15th day of Shvat is Rosh Hashanah Li'ilonos, right? And it's not just a Nafkamina when you have your Tubishvat Seder, but the Nafkamina also is, when, more important Nafkamina is, when, when the new year starts for, the, for Trumas and Maestros, okay? So Rashi explains this basically that in year two, um, so basically on Echa Bishvat, right, depending on if you're Beshil Beshamah, it's either still year two, according to Beshil, it's still year two, of the Shemitah cycle. According to Bishamai, it's already year three of the Shemitah cycle. If that's true, what does that mean? In one of those years, I think in year two, it's Meister Ani, and in year, year three, it's Meister Shani. Right? The, 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 besides the regular Meister, there's a secondary Meister. Either Meister Ani or Meister Shani, the, the different years have different, uh, are different. So what, what did Rabbi Kiva do? He picked up the Esrog on the first day of Shvat, and he said, I'll make, uh, he took Meister twice. Once for Meister Ani, and once for Meister Shani. Meaning, depends on who it is. If it's like Beis Hillel, it's going to be Maeser Ani. If it's like Beis Shammai, it's going to be Maeser Shani. So, um, yeah, sorry, Maeser Shani. Yeah, but uh, Rashi points, it says exactly this. Um, fine. Um, yeah, Maeser Ani is in year two and Maeser Shani is in year three. Fine. That's what Rabbi Akiva did. Okay, so what do you see? So you see that Rabbi Akiva is following Beis Shammai, right? Um, sorry. Fine. So what do you see? Shema mina asu. You see people follow Beishamai. So it's more, what are you talking about? Rabbi Akiva gamre is right? No, Rabbi Akiva wasn't sure. He, he, he didn't remember what he had learned, right? He wasn't sure exactly how he had learned it. He wouldn't remember. In the Mishnah, was it Beishilo was Echa Beishvat? Was it Beishama Echa Beishvat? He couldn't remember. So Misafik, what did he do? Misafik, he took both. But it wasn't because he follows Beishama, it's because he just couldn't remember which one was Beishilo. So he did both to make sure he was following Beishilo. Right? Wasn't, it wasn't that he was, uh, you know, that, that he's a Shamanic and the Shamanics follow Shammai. It's the opposite. It's the fact that he's trying to follow Beishilo and wasn't sure which one he would get. So we'll uh, continue tomorrow trying to prove this concept that there are some people who follow Bishamai and we'll see as we move on. Okay.